emerges from the shadows to reveal the stark realities of life. Hidden in a nondescript warehouse, the last English-speaking Americans remaining in Manassas, Virginia. Phil Worthington and Ken Kaplan tell it like it is. You are approaching the crossroads of honesty and idiocy. Welcome to You Heard It Here. Welcome to You Heard It Here on NTNRadio.com. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. We get, we're getting good at that. I think we've managed to say at on NTNRadio.com, I think, the last three shows in a row. We are working on that. We, we are. Working, I we kind are. of just faded the you music would think out a little too fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you would think after six years we would get used to identifying the network, <laughs> You right? would think, yeah. but that doesn't always happen no. because we're, the, the network's only been three years. Um, Two four, years? Uh, n- Thirteen. Yeah, so we January just passed. 1st. We just, so we passed, just three, passed three years. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we but had, but we had a website before that. We did have a website before that that we pretty much never talked about. Well, we did say we did do we did. Yeah, and we pushed. In, all in that fact, Facebook. it may actually still be on Facebook for all <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that's probably true. Yeah, that is probably true. Ken, did you do anything exciting this weekend? I actually did. What did you do? I actually uh, was out riding motorcycle yesterday. Really? Yeah, I was right. You haven't done uh, that in a long time. Uh, well, I, last last fall I did. I went oh. out one one time on a, on a neighbor's bike, but this time was actually on a brand new bike. Oh, what you did you test drive something? Well, technically, yes. Okay, I did. <laughs> uh, I actually rode a KTM Super Duke. No kidding. Yeah. How and was it, it? And it was a lot of fun. Cool. And um, I cannot go out and ride a motorcycle anymore till I buy a new helmet. Uh, Absolutely cannot. My helmet was literally falling apart while I was riding. <laughs> That's not good. So, um, did you do this locally? Yes, I actually did. I actually, uh, uh, I don't was, know who the local KTM dealer is. Uh, there's one out in, I think, uh, Front Royal or Winchester. Yeah, there's out one that, out by me. Out that way, yeah. And I think there's also one in Silver Spring. But oh. the one I was riding was actually not at a KTM dealer, it was oh. at Coleman Power Sports in Woodbridge. Oh, 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 you're allowed in there? <laughs> yes, I am. I actually have a fairly decent relationship with okay. them. Okay, all right, cool. But uh, but uh, anyway, um, I was with a friend uh-huh. who was actually shopping for a motorcycle, not shopping for a KTM. Right. And they had a KTM, and it was a brand new, even though not a KTM, it was a brand new KTM Super Duke, and the way they got it was through a trade, and they they got this KTM Super Duke, and it was the only one that they had there. And my eye went right to it just because I like the look of the bike. Yeah, it's, I like it's that. an aggressive-looking bike. Yeah. It's and, like and a sci-fi bike. I actually thought, I brought my helmet with me originally because I actually thought I was going to ride a Ducati. I was going to try and ride a Ducati Scrambler. Ah, yes. Good luck with we that. We have talked about yes, that. Yes, good luck with they that. They won't let you ride it or no, they don't have any? they didn't have any Ducati uh, Scramblers. Everything they got is like purchased and... You know, in, in advance. But yeah. uh, in any case, there was uh, my eye caught the KTM Super Duke, and uh, I said, well, could I take it out for a spin? And I know some of the people there, at, uh-huh. especially at the Woodbridge location. I've done a couple events with them. And uh, they were they were cool about it and let me uh, take it out. And um, What you think I, of I, it? I had a really good time. I could see myself buying one. Nice. Now, all I'd need was the money. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> rich or poor, that's, that's it's always it. nice to have money. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I did that, and um, and the weather was great for it. So I'll be curious on our other show when we do it later today. Uh, that's the doghouse on NTN Radio. That's the doghouse on NTNRadio.com, uh, whether or not um, uh, Warren actually enjoyed the weather this weekend. I don't think he did because I was actually supposed to meet up with Warren, and that's something I'm going to whore him out on the other <laughs> okay. show. Uh, to do a photo shoot on his bike on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and he never called. He was probably having his skirt hemmed. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. So that's for another show, but if you want to hear me tear into somebody, you can download the doghouse. <laughs> there you go. And uh, I'll probably be a little bit nasty. Uh, other than that, I didn't do a whole ton of a lot. I played a lot. My new tractor came in on Wednesday. Yeah. 
Uh, so I played a lot on my tractor. I just bought a small little John Deere 1025R with a bucket. I had the snowblower on praying for snow Friday, uh, Thursday yeah, I th- night. I think I think you can give up the ghost on that. Yeah, um, so Friday I took so Friday I take the snowblower attachment off and then they start talking about maybe an inch dusting and then they were saying maybe more and I was like, you know, figures I'd have to lay in the snow, but we ended up getting just rain. Right. Uh, and then Sunday morning I woke up to a house full of smoke. That's always a pleasant thing. Which could be a cigarette because my house is so small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh uh, I, so I, I pulled the pants on, flipped some shoes on, ran around the house, made sure nothing was in fire inside, run outside, and I could see it coming up the hill at me. And it smelled like brush burning, and it was actually one of the piles in the front of my property. My neighbor got up early, and I had been complaining because he's been helping me clear the land that I couldn't get the piles to burn, and he lit one of them on fire, and all it did was smoke because yeah. it was so wet inside. I was actually thinking, you know, you wake up in, you, in your house, and you smell smoke, it's pretty much time to check out. <laughs> right. I mean, it's pretty much a matchstick you live in. Yeah. Right? You know, I just don't think there's enough things to burn that the fire would actually hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually think it would probably only have to burn a little bit before the roof collapsed. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even sure it needs to burn for the roof right. to collapse. Right. Uh, so, but it was, it was good. It was good seeing. And then, uh, you know, I did, I did go out with some friends on a uh, Saturday night. And I went and I watched UFC 196, mm-hmm. uh, which was a big, which was a big, they had big fights. Yeah, it was a Misha Tate fight, Misha right? Tate, and then they had Colin McGregor and Nate Diaz. Right, okay. And I know you haven't watched in a while. I haven't been paying attention. Misha Tate, I think, is a girl who, a, a woman, well, I'll say a woman. I, I was saying a girl, but she's mm-hmm. a woman who, the woman who was the champion, Ronda Rousey, for the longest time was, like, probably the only woman on the planet she couldn't throw a beat into. Mm-hmm. I think their styles were just favored Rousey. Mm-hmm. Rousey got her butt kicked uh, three months ago or so by this Holly Holmes lady. Right. And Holly Holmes was a striker and a boxer. You know, I think she was a 19-time boxing champ or something like that. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, phenomenal fighter. And uh, her weakness is the ground and pound that Misha Tate has that wasn't any effective. So I think now where Ronda Rousey was dominating that division, I think now you got three women who could trade the belt every time they fight. Well, you know, I did go back and watch the the Ronda Rousey fight. Yes. I I did go back and, and watch it. And um, Rousey looked out of shape. She did. She looked very much out, Way of shape, out of shape. Out of shape and maybe a little full of herself. Didn't think she needed to train nearly as hard yeah. um, as she had. And I think she got shocked. I think yeah. she got surprised. If there's a rematch, which I'm sure there will be. Okay. If there's a rematch, I actually think Rousey would kill her. Well, here's here's what I don't know. And and I was watching some of the interviews. Dana White said that um, Rousey said she's not going to return till October. She had a broken... Uh, broken nose and a couple other things. Yeah, she was pretty messed up. She, she was pretty messed up, so she was going to take her time in returning, mm-hmm. take off some time. I know she's been doing the acting stuff a lot. Right. Um. So she she was going to take off of that. So now they're talking about a rematch between Tate and Holmes. Right. Which I'm not real. I would rather see Holmes. I'd rather see Tate fight whoever's number three on the list. Yeah. And I'd rather see in October Holmes and Rousey fight to who fights Tate. Yeah. You know, just to keep things fair. Uh, that, I'm a little uncomfortable watching the women fight. Well, I was a little mad that Holmes kicked her in the boob. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, hey. That, yeah, you that's know, that, that was That, to me, I, I, no, I don't know, I'm not a woman, but to me, that's like a crotch kick for a guy. I would think so. I, that, you know, right? Like, I, yeah. I got to imagine, and I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, hey, yeah. you know, personal foul that's there. Right, I'm throwing yeah. the yellow flag yeah. out. Uh, but then the the next fight of the night... I really enjoyed. I got to watch a loudmouth jerk get his butt whooped and then try to act humble and like, oh, it's no big deal and make up excuses. Mm. And I loved that. Yeah. I nothing nothing does me better than to watch a bully get his face pounded. Mm-hmm. And Conor McGregor got his butt kicked. And then he started with the I jumped up two weight classes. 
hey, let's not tell the truth. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of cutting weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, right. I never have been. You know, I wrestled when I was younger. Right. I, I you wrestled. Also. I wrestled. Yeah, did, I was a high school wrestler. You were probably a good weight cutter. Yeah, I did. It I was, was a, lost a, the It was a terrible habit, though. It's yeah. a it's a really really bad thing. I actually think my weight problems in my adult life were because of what I did in high school to make my weight. I, I can believe that. I'm not a big fan of weight cutting. I right. always I never cut weight. I wrestled right. at the weight. I walked around that. I think yeah. you. I know that everybody says you gain quickness but i think you lose strength and you lose endurance oh well you do I, there's, there's no question about it i mean what i put my body through to make weight you know i was wrestling in 175 and my natural probably would have been 185 yeah and put that 10 pounds made a big difference it does and it, i noticed and not only that after fights i usually went up to like 190 right cause, so i had to cut 15 pounds generally to make weight all the time well because you starve yourself to get there and then you go and indulge and you're a teenager you don't yep. eat smart you drink you eat uh pretty much cleaned out the, uh, you know um yeah you come home you clean out the candy bar well yeah i candy mean i would go we would, we would go after fights we would actually go to um jack in the box yeah where i would just pummel probably four thousand calories right because i starved myself right and you so i got into the habit of like starving binge, starving binge, and I think I totally screwed my weight up during that time. So, Conor McGregor walks around at about one seventy, one sixty eight. Says walk around weight, mm-hmm. and he cuts to one forty five, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Uh, he was supposed to take a fight at one fifty five, mm-hmm. um, but still, still probably low. The guy who the guy who he was supposed to fight the uh, champ at one fifty five got injured during camp, and they were trying to find somebody to fight him. Right. Nate Diaz usually fights either at 155 or 170. Okay. He was been you know now he has to cut to get to both but he he walks around right around 170. Okay. So his cut for 170 really isn't a big cut. He'd been training for a um I don't know, 15 pounds is, 50, if your natural weight's 170, for dropping a 155. 155, that's a, that's a big jump, but big 170, jump. when he fights at 170, that's 10%, that's 10% of your body weight, it's a lot. When he fight, fights at lightweight at 170, yeah. you know, that's not a big cut for him, it's a couple pounds. Right. Um. So they agreed because th- they took the fight on 10 days notice Yeah. To f- to not drop weight, to fight at the 170 that they both walk around. Oh, okay. So they're both were they're both were fighting at their natural weight. They're both fighting at their natural weight. Mm-hmm. And Nate Diaz didn't have the training, you know, for speed and everything. He was training for some. He was training for a triathlon. Okay. Right. So he was training, but he wasn't sparring or anything. Mm-hmm. He came in there. It took him a little bit to get into. Hey, I'm in a fight. Right. And then he proceeded to take. And Nate Diaz is a bully, and I'm not a Nate Diaz fan. Yeah. But. He's less of a bully and, and a jerk than McGregor is, and he took him apart and then choked him out. Mm. Um, I was glad to see that. I think I, I'm upset that everybody's jumping on this. Well, Conor McGregor moved up two weight classes because neither of them cut weight. They could have fought at 145, I mean 155, which is where he was scheduled to fight, mm-hmm. one weight class up, had it been not 10 days for Diaz to prep. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, I, and they fought at their natural weights, which I actually like. Yeah. no, I'd I prefer that. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's any advantage one way or the other. Um, to say that you came up to weight classes is ridiculous if your natural weights co- went It was a cop-out because, right, it was a cop-out because he got his butt kicked and he had talked a lot of trash mm-hmm. and he's telling everybody he's the greatest of all time and the guy who's ranked fifth in, in the next weight class up for him threw him a beating in a round and a half. Good. But it was enjoyable, especially if you don't like Conor McGregor, which I don't. Yeah. And I, and I kind of am a Holly, I mean, a uh, Misha Tate fan. So it was nice to, uh, I had a good night Saturday. So night. what are you going to talk about when we come back? I have no idea. Actually, <laughs> what I want to talk about, let's talk a little bit about the politics, the Democrat okay. debate and stuff like that. Not a ton. I'd like mm-hmm. to talk some about that. Uh, and, and, of course, the big news about Nancy Reagan. We should probably mention that. Okay.
And we're back here on, you heard it here on ntnradio.com. Ken, there was a lot of political, I mean, obviously we're in the center of a big primary season and stuff, but there was a lot of political news. But I thought the biggest piece that came out was actually Nancy Reagan, former first lady, passed away this week. Um, Yeah, I think it's big news. I will have to say that I've never been that big of a fan of Nancy Reagan. Um, I, I, I didn't particularly like her when, at the time, he was president, but... Um, a- after, um, after he, uh, had left office, I, uh, she had a voodoo doll made of you. And changed your mind. <laughs> I, uh, I learned a lot more about her and, uh, and developed a whole, you know, new level of respect for her. Cause I didn't realize how influential she was on Ronald Reagan's life beyond what, you know, obviously a wife's right. going to have some influence on you, but she had a tremendous influence on him, uh, in, in the, in, in his values and his, and his, she, she was instrumental in him actually becoming more conservative. Yeah. Uh, which, which I, I would, didn't which, know, which I would have thought the other way around. Actually, right. I thought she might've tempered that, but no, she was actually the more conservative of the two of them. And she had a, a pretty demonstrable uh, effect on him. And I will have to say this from some of the stories that I've read uh, in recent years. Um, she was totally dedicated to this guy, you yeah. know, um, so, I mean, he was very, very fortunate when he, uh, got Alzheimer's, she basically, you know, and, and they had the money to hire all the people to care for him that they needed. That wasn't an issue, but, uh, she took it on herself to pretty much, uh, take soldier on through the whole thing and take care of him, uh, you know, up until the, the bitter end, which is not a pleasant thing no. in, in, uh, in that situation, uh, because at the end, that person doesn't know who you are. You know, right. it's caring for him, and uh, it's pretty a pretty lonely existence. So, yeah. um, but she lived ninety four years, and in my opinion, That's a long if you, time. yeah, in my opinion, you lived ninety four years, you got nothing to complain about. No, you don't. And I was, you know, I was in school during her "Just Say No" programs. Mm-hmm. Didn't really, no. <laughs> you know, I, it was. It's weird. I, when I was moving in the early summer, I had a box of just stuff, you know, old stuff. One of the things I pulled out of there was a "Just Say No" pin. Really? That I guess I had gotten in school. Oh, okay. You know, so I actually kept that thinking to myself, hey, you don't hear that anymore. Right. And because it was led by a first lady. Well, you hear it. You do, but it's not the drugs. You do. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, But. You can carry it with you to a bar and (laughs) you could say, look, don't mess with me. Just say no. Just say no. <laughs> Go home with somebody else. Just say no. That's right. Uh, but I, I, I held on to it. I, I don't know why I had it in the box to begin with. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I thought, oh, man. I couldn't even tell you the last time that box had been opened. Yeah. But I held on to it this time because I said, you know what? It was a program brought on by a first lady. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever remember, and I'm— I'm not that old. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. in mold, but I'm not like it's not like there's been a ton of presidents in my life. Right. I don't remember any of the other first ladies having buttons in such a big campaign mm. that there was buttons and t-shirts and stuff. I know Barbara Bush had the reading as fundamental thing. Right. Uh and but I think when I think back to the Barbara Bush reading as fundamental thing, the only thing that I come comes to my mind is the in living color skit where where <laughs> she's with the guy, with one of the Wayans brothers. Right. I can't remember anything Hillary did in office that was beneficial to I, the country. I think all of the um first ladies have some thematic right. thing. Uh Laura Bush, it was it was also reading, right? right? Because she did she went out and read to a lot of kids. Her thing was also reading. Hillary's thing was lying. This is how you lie properly. <laughs> this is how you destroy health care. <laughs> right. Um, I think uh, Hillary's was child health care. Right. Um, so they all have a particular thing. Um, uh, Obama's. So, her, hers is. Uh, Black Lives Ob- Matter. Chi- <laughs> no, it's child obesity. Oh, okay. Is hers child well, but obesity. But what I'm saying is, is. She wants fat white kids. She wants fat white kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't. In my lifetime, none of the first ladies. Um, agenda or whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. None of their programs was as big as Nancy Reagan's. 
Right. Actually, I as, think as well. I, th- I as think well, Betty Betty Ford's drug anti drug thing was pretty big. You remember? See, I don't remember that. Yeah. I was a wee little. Yeah, you were pretty young at the time. Um, <laughs> Betty Ford. I mean, the, <laughs> I Betty Ford was Betty, that Betty Ford was the Betty Ford clinics. <laughs> Are pretty are pretty big. Yeah, there was like she her thing was breast cancer, breast cancer awareness drugs and things like that. But they all have some sort of thematic thing. But yeah, you know, uh, it's funny that you mentioned this because they mentioned the just say no, th- you know, to drugs thing. Be honest with you, I don't really remember much about that. You were you're I was probably using at the time. Yeah, you were you're probably <laughs> sto- too stoned to read yeah, the buttons. Probably. It was definitely it was definitely a. Kids younger than me, I would say I was probably one of the older generations for the Just Say No. It was right. like an elementary school push. Yeah. And I think I was in like sixth grade or so. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of, but yeah, you know. Right. I, I, I was already out in the workforce at that time. So Right. Actually, my, my bad years were already behind me. Right. It you was were too late. Doing it was too late and, to say no. Right. You were like, just say no. Why? <laughs> yeah, at this point. Do you have any idea how good this stuff is? What's the point? Those brain cells aren't coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, so I just wanted to touch on that just because mm-hmm. you know, I thought it was it's kind of big news. It's definitely kind of big news. Then we had the Democrat and the Republican debates. Yeah, we've actually had uh, three. Yeah, because we had a, both a Democratic debate and a town hall. Yeah, one was on mm. Fox. Right, which they, I even felt they kind of softballed them. I think it's a tough. It, that's a tough place to be able to do um, to to hardball because you're in front of her audience in a situation like that. If you just want to have get booed. Yeah, any hard questions, but I thought there were a couple things in there. I thought yeah. there were actually a couple things in there having to do with the email that were interesting. Yes, I, I agree with that. I, I'm I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. America's scaring me right now. As well it should. It, it's scary. I'm concerned how people think it's funny the guy run one of the the guy leading the Republican part uh, primary makes jokes about his genitals during a debate Mm -hmm. and everybody's like, that was so refreshing to hear. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little scary. Act like you want, you know, you always interview for the job you're trying to get. Yeah. People don't seem right now. People don't seem. It's not a celebrity contest. Yeah. But people right now don't seem to be all that concerned with somebody's ability to be the president. Right. And I've, I've noticed that because I mean, Arguably, the most popular Democrat, even though the, the fix is in for Hillary, is Bernie Sanders. Oh my God! Not yeah. even close, Did right? You, Bernie Sanders. Well, here's the thing: Bernie Sanders actually schooled her in their debate. Yeah. Well, I actually have a story about that. We're gonna. I'm gonna do later on. He, he actually, because he was like, "It's my turn to talk," and I was like, yeah. "Oh, well, we're gonna hey. talk about that." Apparently, that offended a lot of women. I'm sure it did. Yeah. Well, at least, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but we but, can talk about. You want to talk about that? No, because no, it's okay. a it's a long story. All so. right. Um, um, I just like I was watching. I I I was kind of embarrassed to say I vote Republican it, after it, watching their debate. It, it, it was sort of like Animal House, wasn't it? I, I think the one thing I learned out of that debate is who's ever giving Cruz advice, yeah. did a good job because yeah. they tried to keep him out of the name calling, right? Uh Trump's camp, you know, lying, lying Ted and little Marco. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that was his whole line. That, that's all he's got. Right. And and at what point? At Rubio what, cashed at, in on at it. At what point, and my guess is going to be when it's too late, unfortunately, would people start to say, you realize that he really hasn't said anything in the past year? I, I've said that since day one. But I don't. I know you have, and I, I, I've said the same thing. But at what point does the electric, electorate realize that you have no idea what this guy will do in office. And and you know what? I think me and you may be missing the point. That may actually be the point. Yeah. No, he's ditching it. Yeah. When they ask him stuff, he ditches it. And, but that may be the point. That may be what the, the majority of the electorate is actually looking for. They don't want to hear canned answers that you're going to get from politicians. Yeah, but isn't it scary to say, I'm going to vote into office into the most powerful office mm-hmm. in the world, somebody I know nothing about. Yeah, to me it is. To, to me that's scary. Yeah, to me that is. And, that's, and I think, unfortunately, I think politics has gotten so uh, 
has gotten to the point where people just basically think they're, it doesn't matter what they say, that they're all liars. You can promise me anything. You're not going to do it. And it doesn't really so matter. I'm going to vote you, on the entertainment value. Because it doesn't matter. I'm not voting on, on what you're going to do because you, you, you're you going to lie about it. You don't really mean it. And I think it, whether it's true or not, by the way, I don't think that's true of Kasich or, or Cruz. No. I, I think they, they're very principled guys and they're going to do what they say that they're going to do or at least make an attempt to do that. The problem is, is I just think the general public thinks that politicians are crap. Yeah. And, and, and then none of them are out to help you. They're all out to screw you. Yeah. And I mean, and they're liars. They're all liars. Well, you know, here's what I don't understand about that mm -hmm. is I would agree with you until you get to the other side. When you get to the Democrats, mm -hmm. everybody believes Bernie Sanders is a good guy. Right. And will do anything. And Hillary's camp is putting out that she's a good person. I don't think anybody believes it. Nobody, well, the, po the polls show they don't believe it. Right. But Bernie, Sa everybody, but even though Bernie Sanders is talking about, you know, I actually saw some veteran groups over the weekend mm -hmm. put out things saying stuff like, well, at least if you, no, there's no good candidates right now, mm -hmm. which I kind of disagree with. Mm, okay. But I can see where they say that. Mm -hmm. And they say, but at least if we vote for Bernie, we know there'll be f no wars for four years. <laughs> yeah. When has a socialist ever not gone to war? <laughs> I mean, that's what I was putting up on him. I was like, name me a socialist that's avoided war. I can't. I mean, there are socialists that have, have not been in power. You thinking of a socialist president? Well, a socialist person running a country that avoided a war. <sighs> I mean, there are socialist countries in Europe right now that have not gone to war. They follow Which ones? Us. France attacked Libya on their own. Uh, when? Three years ago? Two years ago? No, they didn't do it on their own. We pushed Europe into the war with Libya. They don't, don't, Wait, there's no question they bombed, about it. France, France, we went into Libya the la this last time mm -hmm. because France lost the war to them. Lost uh, the air campaign to them. You got to go back and well, look well, at that. Okay, first of all. Before Hillary got those guys killed. Well, first of, yeah, first of all. We were the ones that were pushing for Europe to fight this battle because it was Libya's oil that Europe needs. Because right. we already cut well, off Ar right, Iran with other supplies. Right, but France, France, France went in there kind of on their own. No. Most of the wars we end no. up in on this France are because of France. France doesn't go anywhere on their own except coming out the way why, of the white flag. Why did we fight in Vietnam? Because of the French. Why did we fight in World War II? Because of the French. Well, that's why, a, that's World War I? That's, because of the French. That's us coming in to clean up the mess. And by the right. way, World War I was because, wasn't because of that. Okay. It was because of France. No, it wasn't because of France, <laughs> but nice try. Why did we have okay. the Civil War? Because of France. I can I can find a way to blame every conflict we've been in, <laughs> in France. on France. Don't, don't yeah, you worry about that. There is probably a three degrees of separation type thing <laughs> It's more. It's closer anymore. to like 1.5. But, but, the, but the, 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 the point I'm making is that I, I think that I, I think it's actually a valid argument that you probably won't have a war for four years because you won't be able to afford one. Okay. With Bernie, you won't be able to afford a military. You pretty much will be yeah, but he's, it's ridiculous to think that any of his things will get passed. That's true. Okay, that's true, and and, and I think that's why people love him. I I think because they realize nothing he says matters. No, I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, I, I actually uh, believe there's pie in the sky progressives out there who totally believe they're going to get universal free health insurance. Okay, they're going to get free college tuition. I think they these know people it's not believe free it. because Bernie's campaign has released no, it's the free. With the taxes. It's free. Wall Street's going to pay for it. He's going to he's, he's gonna, released the increasing the tax on the lower class, the middle class, yeah, but the his upper class. Yeah, but his argument is: Would you pay five hundred dollars more in taxes if you save five thousand dollars on insurance premiums? People, there are people that buy that. Yeah, I know. Okay. But they're like Especially after Obamacare, right? Well, here's my other question. And and I don't understand this is this scares me too about America. Mm -hmm. Is we'll get away from the Republicans for a minute. Because of, obviously they're gonna complain about everything that happened under a Democrat president, right? Mm -hmm. But there's Hillary and Bernie Sanders complaining about how this is bad and now the economy's down and how all this and how we don't have mm -hmm. the health care and we don't have all this right. stuff. Right. How come 
nobody's asked me their question is, well, we just had eight years of your policies. They right. didn't work. And they sit there and they're like, and I supported Barack Obama on this, and I support President Obama oh, on yeah. this. Oh, yeah. But but nobody says, well, why are you why are you saying things are bad if you're going to continue these principles? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's— the, Why is there a disconnect? Well, they, they're both arguing about which one of them supports uh, Obama more. Right. Which, but there's only which, one reason for that. They all know how unpopular Obama is. And that is, and this may sound racist, and I'm sorry anybody may be offended by that. Not really. But the fact of the matter is, it's completely pandering to the African-American voters. Okay? That's what supporting Obama is. Because if, to tell the <laughs> truth, tell the truth, they all think Obama's economy is horrible. They say it all the time yes, without co- saying it directly. Okay? Um, there's still 29 million uh, people that are uninsured. There and are 40 and million. 50% of this studio. There, there, that's right. 50% there were, of there this were, studio. There were 40 million people uh, uninsured before Obamacare. Now, what, five years into Obamacare, two-thirds of them are still uninsured. Okay? So, I don't... I'm going to sound racist for a minute here. hmm But is there enough black population to matter? Yes. In the South which is why she hammered him in Louisiana, which is why she hammered him in South Carolina. Okay. In the South, there is. Okay. And not only that, it's a, it's a reliable uh, voting segment for Democrats. Why? I don't know, because Democrats, <laughs> years of Democratic control have actually hurt. Look at Michigan. I mean, where they were, I, I got offended that they were like, oh, and after two years of Republican governorship... The water went bad. Yeah, after 84 years of Democratic <laughs> it's like, it's local, it's like, local government. Wait a second. The water system didn't, didn't, they didn't take out two years ago when the Republican governor got in. He didn't come in and say, hey, let's pull out all the copper <laughs> pipes, put in lead pipes to kill. Right. Right. Those were there long before that guy yep. was probably born. Yep. Oh, no question about it. <laughs> no question about it. But he should resign. He definitely should resign. He should resign. Because and probably you, go to jail. Because you can't blame Obama's EPA. No. Okay? And you can't blame the local government demo, uh, that is dominated by Democrats who approved switching the water over. Right. They don't bring that up. No, of course not. He should just resign. Because and, he didn't stop it. And some people claim that he said uh, he came in and he wanted the water switched over from from uh, the the old clean water supply to the local Flint water supply to save money. He could care less about saving Flint money. That's Flint's government's right, problem. That's not his problem. They're the ones that voted to switch the water supply over. And why does Michael Moore hate Hillary so much? You would think they were birds of a feather. Uh, because because Bernie's there. That's why. Because uh, Bernie's there. But he was on Michael Twitter Moore, during Michael their- Moore did come out and actually say, wrote an article and claimed that, you know, 84 years of Democratic control in Flint, Michigan, this is what you get. Let's vote for him again. That's, 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 what yeah, I don't, that's yeah. the disconnect. I don't yeah. understand what Because that's the way they believe. They, they somehow believe it will be better. I guess so. Yeah. So anyway. Uh I, I I got something blocking the clock. Ken, do you got a story, or is everything you got pretty long? Uh, everything I got's pretty pretty long. So if you want to roll out to a break, I'm okay with that. Well, Unless you got something short. Well, I got something pretty short, mm-hmm. and I, maybe we'll do that and then roll out to a break. Okay. Have you ever heard of the name Eddie the Beast Hall? A Eddie the Beast. Oh, Eddie Hall. the Beast Hall. Yeah. Sounds like a WWE guy. Yeah, he makes them look like a bunch of little girly men midgets. Okay. Eddie the little, Beast Little people, Phil. Hall little people. This weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> little people. This past week set the world record deadlift. Okay. Now, he's a mountain of a guy. I'm sure. 1,026 pounds. That's hard to believe, but I guess people look cars. I watched cars. it. I mean, I was... Scary impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic. And another name of note, I don't know the guy's real name, but the Mountain from Game of Thrones yes. was there. He deadlifted 974 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Holy moly. I mean, I oh, knew he was a, a strong guy. He was a, a strong man. He's 6'9", and they said yeah. it actually works to his disadvantage being that tall because he yes. has to lift the weight so much higher. Right. But Eddie the Beast Hall world record 1,026 pounds. Mm. 
that is monster. That is like he needs to go work for NASCAR. He could be a jack man, right? Like without uh, a jack, without a jack. I'm just going to grow up the roll bar and lift the car up. <laughs> yep, that's just scary strong. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. That is very impressive. It's not a very useful, uh, you know, ability, but it's you know. I mean, it is say you wanted to save money on I don't know carjacking. Yeah, or, <laughs> right. I don't right. Know. You want someone to carry your groceries. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just a big, I mean, legs were the size of trees. I'm sure. I'm sure. Ken, what, what are we going to talk so about? So, what I'm going to come back. back, I'm going to talk about how to properly store your fish in the Washington Post. <laughs> well, it's not a credible news source, so I'm okay with that. All right. We'll be back on the other side of the break. This is the dog. Oh, oh so that you almost said the other oh, show. Oh, you almost said the other show. Oh, I stopped myself. I caught myself. This is You Heard It Here on NTNRadio.com. Welcome back to You Heard It Here on ntnradio.com. So before we went out to break, I was go- said I was going to do a story telling you how to wrap your fish in the Washington Post, but I'm actually, that's not totally true. You, it was li- sort of you a, lied to us. I lied. It was a lying tease. It was that a pol- was a political a campaign political promise? <laughs> there you go. Because I'm actually going to tell you why the Washington Post isn't suitable for even wrapping your fish in it. Now, is it just any fish or like the... the um contaminated, polluted fish from the Shenandoah and Potomac. It's not even, it's probably not even appropriate for that. <laughs> okay, I just was wondering. And the reason is, is because the Washington Post employs idiots that on one hand can push for women to be involved in combat and in the other hand argue about debate treatment of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> it just blows nice. me away. So this story was published yesterday by Janelle Ross of the Post. Remember that name, because if you see it in a byline, just tear it out, don't read it, move on to the next story. And I want you to notice the double standard. The article is titled, What Bernie Sanders Still Doesn't Get About Arguing with Hillary Clinton. That, that when he starts beating her, she goes, oh, we agree. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So here's the article. I'm actually going to read it. Oh, dear. On Sunday night, Bernie Sanders was in the middle of explaining his rationale for having reservations about the 2008 auto bailout. Phil actually put reference this actual what I'm going to talk about right now uh, mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, too much of the aid went to Wall Street when former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton interrupted. Clinton got out a few words before Sanders hand raised and moving in the in parentheses surprisingly tight space between the two candidates and interjected, "Excuse me, I'm talking." Now, compared to the rather rock, uh, rock, raucous and raunchy content of the last GOP debate, that was not exactly a shocking or indecorous moment. It was comparatively mild, maybe somewhere just beyond inadvisable, but, but far short of disturbing. And it might have faded away as the latest example of one of many candidate responses to another candidate's response to a debate stage question this cycle. But alas. That was a lot right there, but okay. It was a lot, yeah. But alas, this was Bernie Sanders effectively shushing and brushing off the comments made by one Hillary Clinton. Which they, it was. Uh, Well, let me continue. Clinton is the first woman with a serious shot at the Democratic presidential nomination, and therefore the first woman to spend this much time on debate stages with competition. And this is the age of Twitter, where what feel, what, Feel like the independently formed opinions and reactions it's of ordinary. It's the Washington Post. Run on sentences and... T- and uh, exactly. And, and reactions of ordinary voters are super easy to access. And indeed, there were many reporters who wrote about this moment by quoting and pulling in other reporters' totally serious tweets. Totally serious tweets. As opposed to halfway I, I don't know. It, it all seems a bit light on substance and heavy on reaction. And reactions to reactions. And no one can claim, can climb inside Sanders' mind and say with utter clarity what was swirling inside it. We do know that Clinton was the more experienced presidential debater on that stage. She also, by now, knows about Sanders, shall we say, tendency to respond to Clinton with curmudgeonly chastisements and finger wags. He <laughs> has said and done a few things in previous debates that people have described as chauvinistic. 
By that logic, Clinton may have interrupted Sanders on purpose in hopes that something like the excuse me moment would happen. One could speculate a great deal about that. But then there is this. Why, at this late date, in this many debates into the 2016 presidential election cycle, has Sanders made demonstrably little to no effort to alter the way he interacts with the woman he at least strongly suspected he would be running against him from the day he declared his campaign? Jesus Christ learned Run on sentence? Yeah, another (laughs) run on sentence. He has almost certainly had the same advice and information that every male candidate gets about the need to be constantly mindful about coming across like a chauvinist or a bully when on a debate stage facing female competition. The challenge is twofold. (coughs) First, there's the way it appears to other people, to voters, who often recoil at these sorts of displays. This is a well-documented fact. And voters have some idea about how women should behave too. So don't think Clinton is up on any debate stage and relaxed, while Sanders is the only one dealing with a minefield. Sanders has almost certainly been briefed on this research and had someone preparing him for debates try to identify the right way to manage Clinton's interruptions. In parentheses, our suggestion, try some version of excuse me or I would like to finish minus the hand gestures. He did. Minus the hand gestures. But the second is the one that may really be worth our collective time. That is, does Sanders have the capacity to recognize the way these moments look or think deeply about the degree to which sexism propels his debate stage performances? I love when liberals turn on liberals. I know. Whether that chauvinism is real or imagined or even toyed with by his opponent for political gain, why can't Sanders find a better way to manage these moments? And... Is some combination of all the above something that a 21st century presidential candidate has simply got to consider and manage effectively? Does the inability or unwillingness to examine his body language, tone, and actions for hints or indicators of sexism, if not real but perceived by some woman, tell us what we really need to know? So that was the article, okay? That was the article. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's there's more. There's more. I'm sorry. There There is is more. more. Keep in mind that if Sanders were to secure the Democratic nomination and then win the election, there are many female heads of state, foreign government representatives, and others who are not men with which Sanders will have to work effectively. It's in many ways the very same reason to concern ourselves with Donald Trump's debate stage and Twitter behavior and the methods and insults he has adopted when attempting to confront women, journalists, political opponents, and other ones. No one is saying Sanders and Trump are on equal footing in the terrain of public offensiveness or displays of sexism. But when it comes to women, Sanders and some of his supporters, public behavior seems to inhabit a nearby zip code. And the time where that kind of behavior, even hints of possible sexist thinking, will be ignored or go unnoticed is probably long dead. Okay, again, again, Hillary Clinton can't, can't take a wave of a hand. A wave of a hand in that terribly tight space. Did he smack her? He should have. She interrupted I'm him question. every time. Right. Every time he went to do something. Right, right. I mean, not that he should have. Hitting women's wrong unless, you know, she deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, he, he's frustrated, but he's also 90, 100. 220 years old? He, he, look, he did nothing wrong. No, I mean, he nothing does wrong. That. He talks with his hands. Yes. He's from New York. Yeah. I talk, I, right now, Ken's hands right. are wrapped on his computer. Mine are moving around like right. I'm directing a symphony. Right. Okay? That's what New Yorkers do. Yes. We talk with our hands. When you watch Donald Trump, he talks with his hands. That's true. Um, His little hands. His little hands. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's what we do. In New York, that's what you do. And eventually, the frustration, she talks with her hands, but she always does. She points out and gets matter. aggressive Doesn't matter. In, into his space. I don't remember seeing him cross over his, their space line. If you drew well, I a, went back and watched it after this, if you, and I can tell you exactly what happened. Okay. he he. First of all, all he did was raise his hand like this. He raised his hand up, and he said, excuse me, I was still talking. Yes. Okay. Um, and the crowd cheered and the crowd and the crowd cheered. So, but my, my point of this whole thing was how, how embarrassed I am for the Washington post that you can do stories arguing about women's fitness to be in combat, which that's a whole different argument we could have. Okay. And you're going to say that, but you're going to talk about 
Bernie Sanders being offensive toward women, I mean, seriously, for lack of a better term, grow a set. Yeah, okay? they are very... If 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 she'd done it to him, it would have been an empowering movement. I, if he, she did it to Moment. him, nobody would commented on it. Right. It would have been no thing. I mean, Hillary Clinton, she's a smart, strong woman. When, Don't they when always he say was this? In, when he was in the... It's funny because I... I was on the same page as you on this. Mm-hmm. When I watched on Fox News, where, news not news, <laughs> news, mm-hmm. where they had the town halls, mm-hmm. the Democratic town hall, right? Mm-hmm. When you watched him talk, he, he's a very hands-around guy. Mm-hmm. And he's a very... <sighs> have you ever seen in anything... Now, we've been doing this long enough. We both had more exposure to Bernie Sanders than we ever cared to have. In this election cycle, have you ever seen any tendency at, in Bernie Sanders at all that you would call bullying? No. Never. Never. I mean, Bernie, in, in many ways, he's almost... Uh, the anti-bully. The anti-bully. Absolutely. He has been more than accommodating to her with every slime attack she's yes, landed on him. Right. And, you know, I mean, I think one of the reasons Bernie, besides he's a complete... Uh, socialist and everybody mm-hmm. thinks he's going to give him everything. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things a lot of the young like about him is he doesn't engage in that fight with her. Well, he's whim- he's winning women. So this story right off the bat is ignorant. Okay, right. okay. Um, if women are so offended by Bernie, you know, raising his hand up during a debate, okay, yeah, uh, and, and invading her private space. I mean, give me a break. It's it's the Washington it's, Post. This is an article written by a. A, a female writer in the Washington Post, and and my my point is, do we have to be that in, in the in the in the age we're talking about potentially a female president? Women are now allowed in combat positions in there. Do we really need to talk about women's delicate feelings? If you're going to make the argument. How you know delicate women if are we're on equal, a debate then stage? They're not delicate. Exactly. Exactly. You want equality? Stop complaining when you don't. I hate doing this because there's a chance she'll listen. But Mm -hmm. my sister is actually right on this. Yeah. She said treating me fairly is not treating me equally. Yes, I agree. You know. She's right. And she's absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And and to treat to treat somebody fairly and to treat them equally are two different things. Yeah. And this is a case of that. If Hillary Clinton's going to put herself, does she think that there aren't going to be chauvinist heads of state? Yeah, really. Y- you know. Yeah. That, does, that's does not going to happen. Does she think Vladimir Putin is, what is she going to do if he waves a finger at her? Is she going to fold? Right. Is yeah. she going to be so offended? Oh, he's a bully. I got to go home. I, just I mean, like, seriously, I just if you like, want to play on the world stage, you got to be able to play with the actors on the world stage. Yeah. I just like that right now, because of Bernie Sanders, we are seeing the eat the left eat the left. Yeah, they are attacking each other. They don't mm-hmm. know what to do. Because oh, when it's, she, when she, it's when, groups that have always bonded together. Yeah, attacking each other because yeah. they don't know what to do well, right now. All the media wants to talk about is this horrible split in the Republican Party. Let me tell you something. I think it's Bernie's, worse over there. Bernie's voters will. Bernie's voters are more likely to go move to the GOP than they are to vote for Hillary. That's right. I, I no. think so. Yep. I really believe that. There and, is a and sad history. to say that there were people at the debates the other night that were ha- still trying to decide between Trump and Bernie. Yes. That's a lot. It's a lot. And, yeah. and it's scary how many people I see put up pro-Trump stuff and then pro-Bernie stuff. Yeah. Yep. And the same people. Yep. That to me just says, well, Bernie, Bernie supporters know what Trump is. <laughs> that that just tells me that Bernie supporters are like Trump supporters, and that is they don't really care what they stand yeah. for, yep. or they can actually get through. They just don't want anybody associated with the you know the the What's establishment. What's going on right now? No establishment. Yep. Period. I, I agree with that. 100%. And Bernie's never fit in, so he you couldn't call him establishment. I I agree with that one hundred and fifty three thousand mm-hmm. percent. Uh, we should probably take a little break here, Ken. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we get back. I actually do. You, do you want to take a story coming back? Because I actually have a conspiracy theory to talk about. I love that. Can I get a small little? Sure. Yeah, we got short, A couple that. minutes when we get back. Yeah, mine's not long. Hey, because mine actually is also from the Washington Post. So again, 
I don't know if it's credible. <laughs> right. But if it's credible, I'm going to do a lap around the studio fist pumps. And if it's not credible, I will never read the Washington Post again. Didn't I just tell you not to? I know. But wait till you hear what I, what I have. All right. Well, we'll be back on the other side of the break. This is, uh, you heard it here on NTNRadio.com. Welcome back to You Heard It here on ntnradio.com. Ken, I asked for a minute or two mm-hmm. for uh, in the beginning of this segment to steal from you so I can talk about something else I saw in the Washington Post this week. I don't know when the article actually came out. I was kind of flipping around online, so it's actually kind of old article, mm-hmm. but it came up on my news feed about the Star Trek-style spaceship, the IXS Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like the Starship Enterprise. And I know it's just a concept ship. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm doing fist pumps if this is if this is getting anywhere. It's not getting anywhere. <sighs> well, okay, first of all, you, first thing you have to realize, okay, our last two presidents, Bush and Obama, have gutted NASA. Why? Um, I get it. There's nothing out I, there. I can tell you why Bush did it. Bush did it because it was too expensive to run his wars. Okay, and Obama did it because Obama did it to fund his social programs. Obamacare, expanding Medicare, all that good stuff like that. So what's more important? Well, helping I, people. But this actually brings up an interesting conversation. Do you realize, and, and I've watched, uh, I think, all the town halls. and uh, They haven't have been brought published. up space at all. Nobody has mentioned, you know, what about funding NASA? We were supposed to be on Mars in 2020, you know, now. Now they're talking 2030. Ten and, years, it's not technology. And, and there's a better, there's a better chance that a private company will get there before NASA. Yeah, well, that's why I want to buy well, an acre on Spa- Mars. SpaceX is actually talking about it. Right, that's right. why I want to buy an acre on Mars. Well, this you, is the time to do you it. Better because SpaceX is liable to own it. Right. So, um, but uh, yeah, the, did you read the story behind the genesis of where this all came from? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and you just you just didn't want to accept it. I didn't reality. want to believe it was like the Fermi paradox. I yes, didn't right. want to accept it. Yes. Don't you know I, I wanna believe that I, one day all this sci fi stuff I do, I watch it, will come true. It it will. It will, and unless you believe in cryogenics working for you, it won't matter. It won't matter in my lifetime. Right. I get it. Right. And it won't matter in the lifetime of anybody. Well, it's even going to be worse than that. There's a lot of things we could have lived to see that recent presidents have made sure we won't live to see. Yeah. And you Landing know, if, on Mars. If you're, yeah. I mean, right. Landing on Mars is just one example. It's 2016. We should be on Mars in four years. And now it's uh, 14 years at a minimum. Minimum. At a minimum. I mean, right. We don't and, even have a we, space program. We have the technology to go to Mars today. Yes. We have the technology. We do. That's what they told Steve Austin. We have the the technology. technology. Okay. Uh, And it said, I mean, we haven't been back to the moon. We haven't been back to the moon. And now the Chinese are talking about going to the moon. Right. And and when China takes over the moon, they're going to take over the moon. And they will probably build iPhones there. Yes, they will. But we're not smart enough to actually do that. And they'll set up a movie bootlegging thing and say copyrights (laughs) don't apply on the the moon. There you go. And that's what will happen. Yep, yep. I I, just, I, so, I love the looks of the ship, even though I'm not a big Trekkie. Yeah, yeah it's cool. It's it, it's it's cool, but it's almost meaningless. I would literally, if they were I think building, a lot of the ships that are on Sci-Fi Network are very cool too. Just imagine a Millennium, a real Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I think that's a really cool thing. It's yeah, sh- right. Sci-Fi got it, all it, those it's, it's, great it's a, shows. It's a shame that um, that uh, we aren't going to see that. Yeah, that's why we need to get ourselves into one of these debates to X about NASA. Yeah, and that by the way, they showed up in the Washington Post. It was, uh, I think, it was a, it wasn't originally a Washington Post story, by the way. Yeah, so no, they I just know. picked it up. Anyway, okay, so um, here's a story, and it's right from our own backyard. In case you guys know, we're just uh, a little southwest of the uh, nation's capital. Um, and uh, here's my tease. Uh, Ken says, "Don't shop at CVS ever." 
So stop reading the Washington Post and don't shop at CVS. Ken, Ken has a lot of orders. Ken, Ken's, Ken's going after private businesses today. Yes, I know this story. Okay. I actually heard an interview with okay. this guy. So okay. Go ahead. All right. So uh, when two suspects tried robbing a Maryland CVS last Friday, Army veteran Joe Mor- uh, Morici sprang into action, and it cost him his job. What a bunch of crap. Uh um, he was fired from his management job at a Beltsville, Maryland CVS because he intervened and tried to catch the men. Um, but Morici said his reactions were purely based on instinct when two men tried robbing the CVS pharmacy during his shift. He quickly told cashiers to call 911. Oh, God, how dare he? And he ha- and helped an elderly man out of the store. How, you know, how uncaring right. of the guy. Right. Before locking the doors, preventing the suspects from leaving. And then he confronted them. Yeah, this is the best part. Yeah, uh, quote, the two kids ran into the door, which was closed now, and uh, Joe got him and had him, uh, a customer in the store at the time, told local media. Quote, the kid he uh, had said to his partner, shoot him. Yeah. And then Joe said, I've been in the military too long. You don't have anything. (laughs) It turned out there was no gun. Though one of the suspects held a screwdriver, so he mm-hmm. was going to unscrew Screw? him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quote, I don't really know that they didn't really have a gun. I just kind of assumed that. Uh, Marici grabbed the screwdriver, but eventually the men got away when Marici's boss arrived. However, Marici said he was told he was being terminated because of his actions. Yeah. Um, m- quote, my boss, when he came in to deliver the news... Uh, he said he was sick to his stomach. He didn't want to, but he didn't have a choice, which means it's the policy of CVS to be yep. morons. Yes, it is. In a statement to the media, CVS said it would not comment on specific security procedures or policies as we don't want to undermine them. Well, <laughs> you don't want to undermine your security policies, but you just fired someone <laughs> for actually stopping someone. So why don't you just put out a sign saying, Thieves, welcome. Like AutoZone did a couple years ago. Like AutoZone did. Well, idiots, um, uh, you basically said rob a CVS. It's their policy to do nothing and, in fact, bring some of your friends and have a party. Right. Uh, Morchi said since the news of his heroics went public, he received numerous job offers in in interviews. Uh, He's also applied for a police uh, position with the Prince George's County Police. Uh, Quote, my Facebook has been blowing up from people all over the country just thanking me and reposting it. I've got people from Wichita, Kansas to the Philippines. People back home are calling me. Uh, it blew up way bigger than I ever thought it would. Good for you. Uh, if he hasn't been hired, I think someone listening to the show, please hire this man. He's got character. And take your business uh, to other businesses and not run by pansy-ass liberals like CVS. And by the way, Morrissey is an Afghanistan war veteran. Yeah. And got canned by CVS for doing what any Army veteran would do in a situation like that. Yeah. You know, I actually heard an interview with him um, on the radio. I believe it was Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was Monday. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, he, he he'd had a, one of the local stations had him on for like a segment. And I mean, there were all kinds of people calling up, offering him jobs, security guys, yeah, Prince Prince George County Police Department, Prince Williams County Police Department, mm-hmm. Washington D.C. <laughs> Uh, Metro Police, mm-hmm. a couple of guys from there called him. I hope, some of, their, I hope some of their competitors called him, too. Yeah, I hope Rite Aid yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, I hope Rite Aid or Walgreens just have Walgreens, someone said, yeah. here, we want you to come in and be our regional security director. Right, you know, um, and he seemed like a nice guy, and he said, you know, in- instinct took over. He said, you know, they were threatening the people mm-hmm. I work with. He goes, when people do that, and, I protect and, them. And the thing about it was, he knew what to do. Yes, he did. Yeah, he, it, Rather than saying, I, I understand. Send his people to the back, got the customers you, out. I understand. You don't want some 17-year-old kid getting killed. So right. you make a policy like this so your insurance company says it's okay. But you got to make exceptions to the rule. This guy knew what he was doing. And to fire a guy who served this country, you do not deserve our business. Go elsewhere. Yep. No CVS. And don't and don't ever let Ken catch you by a Washington Post in a CVS. He'll probably smack you in the face a double right shot there. shot right there. <laughs>